bacon bit. Oh, that was awesome. Thanos demands a bacon bit. Yes, Thanos. Yes, sir. Welcome to our bacon bit. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. Oh, that's awkward. Uh, Where's where's Jacob? Did someone have a reality stone and Jacob never existed? (gasps) Maybe. But uh, no, Jacob is not here with us tonight. He was here, but... He got scurred. I say tonight. It's actually today because it's going to air in the morning. Uh, sure. Yeah. Podcast magic. Yes, exactly. Uh, he did not was not able to see Avengers Infinity War before the recording of this bacon bit. He kept trying to see it with us, but unfortunately, I could only do a plus one. And look, Joel, I'm not I'm not playing it's okay. favorites here. It's OK. Jacob's not going to listen to this episode anyway. It's true. <laughs> so, listener, you should know that Joel has been coming to Marvel movies with me for what, like five years? Probably. The, and, and, you know, it's no like it's not because Marvel movies are, are your favorite or mm-hmm. it's like our thing, but it somehow just became a, hey, it's a big blockbuster movie. You want to see this? And then it somehow did become a tradition. Yes. And so when I had a plus one, I'm sorry, Jacob, who's not listening at this He's point. He's not going to listen to the show. At all? But I, I doubt he listens to any of our shows after we record oh, that's them. so sad. But <laughs> you don't listen after you edit them. Yeah, it's true. I can only listen once and that's it. Yeah. But I, I had to give the plus one to you and he's like, no, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you guys tomorrow. And I'm like, but but you won't. And I told you three times that you can't come. Oh. I'll just wait by the door. No, you can't. They oh. said, and I asked again and they said plus one. And sorry, Jake, you are my plus two. Oh, <laughs> just sad. Oh, this got real personal. Well, the sad Jake. Thing, the thing, even if he doesn't listen, there'll be people who will narc us out. So yeah, it's going to go anyway. Don't you dare. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Avengers Infinity War on this bacon bit. The first uh, half probably will be spoiler free. Yes. We won't give out any spoilers, but then we'll get into our spoiler full section and just fully disclose everything we're feeling, uh, including our thoughts about missing Jacob. So, <laughs> Which we already did. I mean, we spoiled away. So it's weird. I feel like I should do an impersonation. Uh, so, Kit, let's start with you first. Is that Jake? Uh, I'm, a, I'm an airplane pilot, and uh, <laughs> this is how I talk. I don't know why. So, Avengers, we are going to stay very spoiler-free here, which is going to be a little bit tough. Do you want to go first, though? Because I feel like people were anticipating what you were going to say about this movie. Um, well, sure. Let's talk about synopsis first. Oh, yes, yes. Please do. The Avengers all come together, all 62 to 76 of them. There's so many. And they all come together in mini team-ups as Thanos is looking for his Infinity Gems. Yes, so the Infinity Stones, there's space, which is purple, there's mind, which is blue, and there's virtue, and then personal uh, improvement. And thrifty. And knowledge. And brave, clean, and reverent, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so, you got to have them all. Well, you have the, have the Infinity Stones, and these Infinity Stones... Each one of them gives a certain power, like space allows you to travel through, uh, travel to wherever you want. And time allows you to obviously manipulate time. And uh, soul is like heart on Captain Planet. Yeah, what does it do? Its power is a little bit undefined. Apparently, you can take people's souls is what part of it is, I guess. Is it? Okay. Which sounds pretty terrifying. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, but there's the six stones and uh, that's what Thanos is looking so for. So this whole movie is basically a search for the stones, which have been teased in the previous 18 Marvel movies so, so far. Many Marvel movies. So many. And and these have been the MacGuffins, and now they are the centerpiece of the big, like, 10-year event. Does that make them feel like less MacGuffins to you, now that they have a purpose? No, because they still did nothing with them in the previous movies and barely explained them. And only now do they mean anything. Okay. Honestly, to me. I actually thought he would have got more in the past, mm-hmm. but they waited till this movie so he could catch them all. Gotta catch them all. So, I mean, Joel, let's just make this a conversation. It's just me and you here. That's the weird part about it. There's no moderator. So, Joel and I went 
to the movie together. Mm-hmm. And we actually sat by the listener, Emeritus. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was a good time. We were all pretty quiet because I think we we're all like just kind of. We didn't want to play our, our hand. Right. We didn't yeah. want to play our hand. Uh, and it was funny too. Just, just being there in the theater and the anticipation of people all around us. Like people are excited for this movie. Like I heard, oh, yeah. I heard people behind me saying, if anyone says anything, I will kill them. I don't want any spoilers. Jeez. Yeah. And I said, Kent, calm down. <laughs> Which this, well, by yes, the way. Remember. So if you listen to our bacon bit not too long ago about spoilers in trailers, I challenged Kent to only watch one trailer for Avengers Infinity War and then not look up any spoilers or any set photos or anything else that would spoil the movie in any way, shape or form. How'd you do, Kent? Really, really good. And it was so tough, honestly, because there was a huge trailer like right after we made this agreement. Yes. And I was very mad at you because everyone's like, oh, this is a cool trailer. It really promotes the action in the movie, which I was waiting to see. And I could not watch it. And then all of a sudden, every single article on all the movie sites were about Infinity War and like, why is Hawkeye not shown? Mm-hmm. You know, why is this character may die? And I'm like, but I want to read that. You shouldn't even read those headlines. Can no, I actually tried to avoid them as best I could. And I did pretty well. And do you think it, do you think that it changed your perception of the movie when you saw it. Because the jokes weren't worn out. Uh, you didn't have a lot of spoilers coming your way, so you didn't know what was going to happen all the time. You know, I almost wish I hadn't seen even the first trailer, to be honest with you, because there were jokes used in that trailer mm-hmm. that were in the movie, and people like guffawed at And I was like, but no, guys, you've still seen this yeah. in a trailer. I wish I hadn't seen any trailer. Well, and I actually, there was one part, and we'll talk about this in the, in the spoiler full section, mm-hmm. but there was one scene when I went, that was in the first trailer. They should not have shown that because it shows that this character is not going to meet their demise at this point. Right. But we'll get into that. Yeah, very true. Um, I will say this. Uh, the the trailer I saw didn't show a lot of action. And I don't know if the second second one did or the TV spots or whatnot. But the action was new and fresh that I didn't know like, hey, this is going to happen here. Or this is going to happen in the third act of the movie mm-hmm. because I hadn't seen that in a trailer, which I was actually grateful for. Because usually I'll be like, oh, and Spider-Man does this cool move. And obviously I'm just going to see this in the theater and whatever. Right. So my attitude was a little bit higher for the things I was saying for the first time. Do you think that it affected your rating at all? No. You think it would have given it the same rating regardless? Yeah. All right, get into it. All right, so I, I did already review this one on Radio Ronin, so I'd, and my, my grade fluctuates a little bit. Even on this show, it may fluctuate, sometimes based on it usually does. And you're on Ronin, I, and you're like, oh, I give this movie an F, right, guys? Yeah, we all give it an F. And then you get in here, you're like, D minus... <laughs> We're just <laughs> D minus huge disparity between the I'm two. I'm not saying it's a big difference. I'm just saying I think you softball sometimes. No. And so, in fact, I'm sitting through this movie and like, I'll be honest, I didn't care for most of this movie because I, you know, there were team ups and there were people like wish fulfillment. This whole movie's wish fulfillment, oh, by totally. the way. Yes. Right. And so I know that fans are just going to eat it up and it's giving them everything they want. But I was like, wow, I'm seeing these characters together, but I'm not feeling anything. For example, this isn't a spoiler. But Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch have scenes together. The two Sherlocks. Mm-hmm. And most fans would just freak out about that. Mm-hmm. But I just, it felt like they had banter, but it felt lifeless to me. Like, I didn't really get into it. And I was like, no, 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 I want to feel something. Like, take me out of myself and put me in the movie, please. And then it was only when, like, a Spider-Man shows up and says something funny. I'm like, okay, okay, there's something. But I, why does it feel like the actors are sleepwalking through this movie? So I didn't care and the movie kept fluctuating right around average. And then near the end of the movie, I quite liked what they did. 
I wondered about that because, uh, uh, not a spoiler, but once again, this has a darker tone than a lot of the mm-hmm. other Marvel movies that yes. are out there. And as the darker tone started to proceed, I thought, I wonder if Kent's digging this because it's getting dark. Yeah, and, but I mean, I will get into the the con of that in the spoiler. There's section. an obvious con, but yes. So, what's your rating then? C minus. A C minus. Yes. How does that fare compared to other Marvel movies that you review? You, like, and, that- and honestly, like you said, it could be a C after thinking about the movie. And I, I will say this: I tell me, and I'll cut this out if it's a spoiler. This is part one. Yeah. This is part one. Everyone acknowledge that it's part one, that you are getting half of a movie here. It's well, a, it's a half of a movie, but it's a complete story arc, but there's another arc to come. Like they don't want to end on the note they ended on maybe. Ish. I, I feel like there it lacks in story mm. and lacks in character, which is why it goes down to average because the wish fulfillment is freaking cool. And the fact that they balance these characters i'm not saying there's a lot of characterization but they balance screen time Mm -hmm. is played really well and honestly the two things that bring it up for me is that could make it a c is the ending and thanos so do you give it a c minus on ronin yes why don't give it a c here then buddy you're among friends i'm gonna give it a c minus but i'm gonna think about it a little bit more (laughs) no but as far as marvel goes like we haven't had a marvel ranking show like proper Mm -hmm. but uh, black panther i thought was a little like really cool. I liked everything that was practical about it until it got all CG in the end. Right. I gave it a C and it's probably C plus in retrospect. And so it that is a better movie than this one. Okay. This is a tier two Marvel for me. And where would you put like Avengers and Age of Ultron? Oh, Avengers, the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't love the movie, but it's still near bottom of tier one. Okay. Age of Ultron is in tier three. Okay. This is way better than Age of Ultron. Okay. Yes. Well, and it's also interesting. And, and not as good as Civil War. I'll say that. Okay. That's that's actually that's very fair of you to say. Yeah, because I feel like this movie, um, I mean, it's a culmination of all the other movies and you have to have I feel like you have to have a lot of the backstory Mm -hmm. in order to really appreciate it. Like you can't just jump into this movie blind because they they jump right into it. Oh, they do. Yes. And it it literally picks off at the end of another movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The start of this movie is the end of another movie. And I'm like, unless you've seen that movie and you've seen Age of Ultron and you've seen Civil War and you've seen Doctor Strange and you've seen... Well, the 18 movies that precede it. Well, I, well some of them you don't have to watch. Like Ant-Man. <laughs> Nobody needs to watch that. <laughs> but uh, you have to watch those in order to fully appreciate it. Now, And that was my issue with it. I know, because you don't like the, the movies that are extensions or that you have to have seen other projects in order to like really get into the story. I, I don't like movies that can't stand on their own. Right. I shouldn't say don't like. It It, it, it dings them whenever they can't stand their own. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you get Star Wars, A New Hope, the original Star Wars. Okay. It has a complete arc. It's done. There's there's barely even a hint that there's going to be another movie. Yeah, true story. It's, it's its own, and it can stand on its own. But... And then you, you get Empire on Empire, but then you get Empire and Empire is a great extension of the movie, but you can't just jump into Empire and start enjoying it. I hate when you do that, but I'm not saying Same it's thing bad. Like catching Hunger Games, catching fire. I know it's a weird uh, conclusion it's to okay. make You're here. You're big into the YA novels, but I like catching fire as a movie. In fact, I think it's the best movie, but it's not a standalone movie at all. No. And it's fine if you're in the know, but if you, I don't know. And it's not like people are going to these blind. Like, I doubt there's very many people going like, oh, let's go see, um, eh, what's this, Avengers who, Infinity who War? Who does Robert Janet Jr. play? Huh? <laughs> Iron Man. That's awesome. <laughs> right. So uh, that was my issue with the movie. Uh, but can I'm going to give this one four out of five stars. Wow. Okay. Immediately I, four out of five. Immediately four out of five, because I feel like they did not the impossible, but the very difficult in that they took all these moving parts and put them together in a way that created a, a cohesive mechanical machine. Are you, 
totally agree with you about the machine. Where you got, you know, alpha team, beta team, delta team, like you got these th- groups of people right. all working towards the same purpose, but in going in different directions. And like you said, I think they gave enough screen time to you know, the main characters that we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And didn't feel like there were shoehorning in characters just to be like, hello, cameo, goodbye. I mean, there were a few of those, but they weren't a focus. Right. Well, we'll get into that later. Yes. But I feel like uh, in regards to story, this had some depth to it. And it had the, the villain had good motives. And I say good motives in the sense of I'm like, okay, he's got some like a hero is only good as his villain. And it's a good villain. Okay. I feel like Thanos was much more present than, say, Steppenwolf. In that Stephen Wolf was like absolutely this animated cartoon character, whereas Thanos, it actually felt like he was on set at yeah, times. Half the time for me. Well, it's yeah. body CG at times, but honestly, sometimes I was like, oh, I'm impressed. Yeah. And there were some parts that were a little forced, some parts were a little cheesy. Some of the humor didn't land. But for the most part, this gave, this is exactly, I think, what people wanted, including myself as kind of like, here's a culmination. This is how it's going to go. And so I give this one a four out of five stars. And, and I totally agree with you that it gives people what they want, but I feel like people just want good from these movies, right? Like I've said this for 18 movies at this point. Right. They want good, they're going to get good, and they can get nothing else. Because if it go, try to, tries to go a little bit further, mm-hmm. which honestly I feel like the villain story, which we'll get into, went further. But as far as like a depth to the movie, I don't feel like it's there. It's just like, hey, here's some quips. It's the end of the world, but let's talk about Ben and Jerry's flavors. But because. That's, but that's what you got to do in these types of movies. You get the little quips to keep it light because there's a very dark undertone. And if you don't give those quips up, it's going to feel a lot darker than it is. It's going to start turning into a DC movie. Right. The depth. <laughs> the yes. dark. The depth and dark. Darkness is not necessarily depth. But it is in those movies. Uh, and, and one more thing I wanted to say, just because I'm the parent. Like, just that. You're the parent. I'm the of parent. the show? Of I'm Bacon the parent Cell? of Bacon Cell. Okay. Yes. Son. Dad. Uh, patience, my son. Uh, but... This movie is a lot darker than other Marvel movies. And my eight-year-old son was like, can I go see it? Can I go see it? And I'm like, I'll watch it and let you know. I came home and I'm like, not for a bit, pal. This is probably not what I'm going to let you watch for a bit. Because I felt like it was a little heavy for an eight-year-old to take on. And I think maybe even 10-year-old or 12-year-old, definitely. They I will say it. that the last half, unless I'm missing anything, is actually pretty light in, as far as action, because there's a big climactic battle, which really nothing happens in the battle. There's a little blue blood, but the first yeah. half of the movie. Oh, and I'm not talking violence. It's, li- it's, it's a little just, violent. It's the tone of the movie, I think, takes this kind of turn where it's like, okay, this okay. might be a little heavy for my kid to handle. But I get it. You know, he watched like he watched the first Avengers, no problem. But I haven't showed him Age of Ultron yet because I'm like, there's, there's some, you know, heaviness in there that I don't want to have to deal with. I want him to have light and fluffy. I want him to have right. Schumacher Batman before I give him Burton Batman, <laughs> if I may. Wow, starting from the back. Yeah. Okay, so let's move right into spoilers All because right. we kind of need to. There's a lot of we stuff do. to cover. We do. Uh, let's get, so now we're going to get to the spoiler part with uh, a song. Yeah, please. When Captain America wields his mighty spoilers. <laughs> All those who uh, poise his spoilers must spoilers. Well done. Yeah, that's as good as I got Okay, so I want to talk about what I think is the highlight of the movie, which doesn't, it feels like almost it's undeserved, but wow, they spent a lot of time and it worked for me as Thanos. Yes. They put a flashback right in the middle of the movie with Gamora and Thanos, which I was like, they don't often do this. No. In fact, I was like, this feels so, so forced in order to give Gamora a story arc, which they already did in the Guardians movies, but they wanted to make it for Thanos. Almost making him a protagonist-type character. Yes, they almost I, made him sympathetic I times. think he's, it's, it's fuzzy logic because it is... I mean, look, Thanos, I think, is a pretty dumb villain that he's... A, I'll say this. He is Jimmy's friend's 
He's the bullies from Saturday's Warrior because he thinks <laughs> zero population is the answer, my friend. No, no, but no, but that's the thing. I thought that motivation of like, I'm not doing this to kill people. They don't know that they're harming themselves. I'm going to save them. They're going to thank me for killing half the population. I thought that. Well, but I'll like, kill anyone to make it happen. Like it was. Right. I think he just counts them in the half. It's like, ah, they'll be part of the half anyway. Right. It, but it, it's it's kind of dumb. But at the same time, he's a mad titan. You think of him as a crazy guy who really believes what he's doing. That's why I liked him as a villain, because I felt like, just like you said, mm-hmm. he thinks he's what he's doing is right. And that is a scary villain to have. I, I will say that, like, any emotion that he showed was telegraphed a million miles away. Like, for example, when he had to sacrifice Gamora. Yeah. And she's like, you'll ne- you'll never find anything you love. Ha ha ha. He's like, but I love you. And I was like, okay. I, I saw- they could have tightened that up a bit. Please. I, he sort of went a mile away. But then, Kent, okay, let's just get into it. Okay. A lot of people die. Okay, are you talking before the actual end? Okay, so that, that's what I want to talk about. So okay. right at the beginning, right at the beginning when they killed Loki. Yeah. Who's died three other times? He has, and that's what they say is, I hope, you know, I think it may have been for yeah, a Yeah, resurrection time. won't happen this and time. And I don't know what Tom Hiddleston's plans are. He, well, everyone has said, this is the end of my contract. Right. But then most of them who said that are still in the movie. But that. his death was one that I think will stick. Because of the way it happened and because of his his final act was this selfless act, kind of like he'd learned his lesson, which, by the way, okay, so this movie picks up right where Thor oh. Ragnarok left off. Don't you think it kind of throws Ragnarok in the garbage disposal? It kind of, well, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, we'll rebuild Asgard. Just kidding. Everyone you know and love on that ship is now dead. Seriously dead. And I thought, wow, that's a really dark ending to in Thor fact, to a very funny I loved, movie. I loved the, the beginning of this movie because I hated Ragnarok so <laughs> much that I'm like, yeah, kill them all. Yeah. Those, those annoying rock creatures? Okay, oh, Thanos. dead. Yeah, I know. I, I thought about him, actually. And the, the thing, I'm like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, I was so happy. But then he <laughs> chokes out Loki, and it's like... I do think um, Tom Hiddleston has done what he's needed to do in these movies because he's gone from villain to straight-up anti-hero to goofy sidekick or whatever. Right. Right. He's done his arc, and I feel like he's better than what the movies are going to become, especially if Thor continues in the same comedic way. I don't. I don't want Tom Hiddleston to be involved. And he's done. He's done what he needs to do. In fact, I've, I think they almost run out of things for him to do. Yes. And so I think his death will stick. Visions may stick as well. I hope so because because uh, the romance thing was dead weight for me. I thought it was fine to give them some sort of connection there, but it wasn't a strong. But the whole romance. thing, he was a weak character the whole time, and she was just protecting him. And I was like, what's happening? Just get the stone out of his head. Why are you making this really so complicated? Oh, yeah, just to stall till we get to Wakanda because Black <laughs> Wakanda Panther forever. made so much money. Yeah. Well, and that's what I wanted to talk about. This this is the crux of what I wanted to talk about, okay. Kent, was at the end uh, when they have Thanos, uh, he gets all the stones, mm-hmm. which was kind of shocking when 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 Benedict Cumberpatch, when Doctor Strange gives him the final stone. And I was like, why on earth would he do that? That is not at all in his character. Okay. Because he said, I will destroy the stone before I give it to before I save either one of you. And then he gives it away. And I thought that's totally betraying his character until right before he disappears into Ash. He says it was the only way because he said that he saw millions and millions of of, uh, possible scenarios to see what would work. And he said there was only one that would work. And I think it was giving him the Infinity Stone. I think that was his chess move. Yeah. But this movie to me was very similar to like a Harry Potter movie where no one could really tell anyone the truth and just let the audience find out. Like when Gamora's like, Star-Lord, I have something that only I know about uh, Thanos. He's like, tell me. No, you'll die. Okay. 
okay, you're just tell him and we could save the that, that was to the we audience. Could save the day. Well, not really, because if she would have said, I know where the soul stone is and then not said anything else, that would have been the secret. It also seemed like, okay, one reason why I'm really dinging this movie is because there, there were there were jokes. People were true to their characters, but there was no character depth. It was only exposition. It was like uh Scarlet Witch, where have you been? And uh, Black Widow, what are you up to? And uh, where's Hawkeye and Ant-Man? Oh, I love that. That actually confused me when they're like, yeah, Scott and so-and-so are not, are, are they coming? No, they were taking a break. They care about their families right now. Yeah. Well, and I didn't even understand what Scott's was like Ant-Man. They, they, they it, said, it's his daughter. They said their families are important to them right now. Oh, okay. Which there's like, that's how they explained away the women in the previous movies. But like, it was everything, even story beats, like the soul stone. He's like, I have video of you talking about the soul stone. I'm like, that's never been in the movies. Well, not everything has to be in the movies, Kent. But it was a bit forced because it's like, but we need to talk about the sixth one. Oh, sure. Here we go. And so everything was so exposition heavy, which is relevant to these audiences. And they need to know what's going on. And just they to do. cover up any plot holes. But it felt so quick that I'm like, the characters are only talking to each other in quips and exposition. And that's all I got. Can I? I want to say one more thing, too. Because yes. you talk about being quick. I felt like it's a two and a half hour runtime. Right. Almost 2.40. I probably could have gone a little longer. Ugh. I, I really got to the point where I'm like, that went by pretty fast. Because I was... I disagree. On, on rewatchability, I'm not sure if it'll be that way. But in the moment, I was like, oh man, how are they going to wrap this up in this time? Because uh, I'll say this. Anytime Thor's on screen, except for his last 15 minutes, I was like, oh, bathroom break. Because <laughs> seriously, you I shouldn't didn't, go to the bathroom in the, in the care. seats, Kent. You should go to the, actually to the restroom. <laughs> you know, just while I'm sitting there. Bathroom break. <sighs> but no, I, I there were many plot lines which I thought were dull when they're up on the planet Titan and they could breathe in space, apparently, but just because. And I was like, look, I like that Spider-Man is here. I like you the You think element. Titan has an atmosphere? Well, uh, it does in that movie. Because hmm. even though, you know, it's like a red planet at that point. But... I like the the element that like Spider-Man brought to the team because I really felt like honestly the weak points in the movie acting wise Robert Downey Jr. I thought just doesn't care anymore. I wanted <laughs> him to die. Oh, uh, Mark Ruffalo who's the whole time fighting because he wants to be the Hulk and there's some dysfunction going on there. The Hulk storyline didn't work for me. Didn't work. I thought Chadwick Boseman was dull AF. You thought Wakanda <laughs> Forever was dull? Yeah, I thought like his character is already dull. In Noble, in this movie, I'm like, oh, that took away all the magic of Black Panther for me. His character what was did? just there. Uh, him, Bo Chadwick Boseman. I thought I didn't care about his character at all anymore. Why not? He's the same character he is in the, in the Black Panther. For me, he showed up to say, welcome to my land. Okay, let's go to war. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot why you were terrible and Michael B. Jordan was the best part about your movie. I don't know about that. I think no, he has no charisma for me. Yeah. Chris Evans, maybe it's because he wasn't in the first 30 or 40 minutes. But I thought, what are you doing? Like, what is your character's thing here? You're, you're spying on Vision. Now what? Oh, you made a funny Groot joke. Who are you? Why am I going to care if you're going to die in the next movie? And I do want to talk about what's going to happen in the next movie. And Benedict Cumberbatch? You can't spoil the next movie. We haven't even seen the next movie. We can guess what happens, Joel. Not if you have an educated guess, Ken. I do have an... No, no, I don't know, but I could guess. Hmm. Look, I think this movie, and look, we didn't even talk about the dusting at the end of the movie. No, the, let's, the talk, let's just talk about that. Okay. So they, they, Thanos gets all the things, all the power stones, and then with a snap of his fingers, half of the population across the universe dies on every planet. Yes. And by dies, they just turn to ash and yeah, kind of float away. Behind. Now, at first, I was actually kind of floored by it. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, they just killed off that character. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they just killed off that character. And then they killed off Black Panther. And I went, 
No. Yeah, that's that's where it lost me too. They're not killing off Black Panther, and he just made one point two billion dollars. And then they killed off Spider Man, and I'm like, no. Which they're they've already started filming. Yeah, and so then I start thinking about it, and I'm like, man, I wish they would have stopped while they were ahead and made me actually believe that these characters would be dead forever. But instead, when they start killing off these characters that obviously have a future in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I went, okay, well, obviously we're going to get them back. We don't know how, but we'll get them back. Actually, so when Thanos stabs uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Tony Stark, he's the same guy, let's be honest. When he stabs him, I'm like, yes. Not because I'm sadistic, which I am, is because he or Captain America needs to die. And they, they probably will. And they will in the next one. I think this movie is the setup because if you notice... Most of the side characters or phase three guys died in the dusting. Yeah. But and, Captain and a lot America, of the original, Robert yeah, the original Avengers were still around. I think they're going to have to save the day, sacrificing at least one or two of them by the end of the next Can movie. I confess something, though, Kent? Yeah. I knew Spider-Man is going to come back, but that got me. It did. Even Spider-Man's Spider Spider-Man's, well, Spider-Man's goodbye like got me. Like the delayed dusting because everyone else is like, I got to go. And he's like... Can we hug and cuddle for he had a little his, bit? He had his iron suit. No, but it was because it was a little kid. And it was a little kid who had gotten in over his head. And Iron Man was like feeling responsible like a father would. Like, Oh, you really looked into that. It got me. And wow. I was like, oh, man, like, I know this is not a permanent death, but it still got me. And that, that's what I liked. I liked that, that sometimes I was actually caught up in the emotion of it all. I liked seeing these characters meet each other that have never met each other before. But I didn't realize that. It's like the odd couple syndrome. Well, it's like, you know, I've seen them, so I know them. But then when they get together and they say, you know, who are you? I'm like, oh, that's right. They haven't met each other. Yeah. Uh, But oh, yeah. The Thor thing. So when uh, in the trailers, uh, Thor says to the Guardians of the Galaxy, who are you guys? And so I was like waiting for that. This is trailer one. The only trailer I watched. Okay. So then when the ship explodes at the very beginning, my mind went, well, Thor's not dead. He still has to meet the Guardians of the Galaxy. Gotcha. And I hate it when trailers do that. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, they have to give you some sort of, you know, meeting each other thing. But I just thought, if you're going to open with uh, Thor's ship exploding, maybe don't show him in the trailer uh, as meeting these other people. Right. Anyway, that's my, that was my complaint about it. I do think, as far as the, the quippiness goes, there were three lines that kind of got me chuckling. Really? Yeah. You, you laughed? No, I went, <laughs> That's a laugh. Is how Iron Man described the attack. Trying to steal the necklace from the wizard. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Spider-Man saying, oh, we're using our, our fake names. Which was in the Doctor trailer. Strange. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, I found that out after. It's in the second trailer. Okay, because I was like, I go, hmm. Yeah. And then when uh, Drax, actually, I laughed at a Drax line. You don't like Drax. I don't like Drax, but he said uh, Thor was a cross between uh, uh, if a pirate had a baby with an angel. <laughs> and I go, uh, hmm. Yeah. No, so like those three like, lines, like I'm like, I want to remember those because I will say like of all the quips, those are the ones that got me because anytime they're like, it's the end of the world as we know it. And then let's talk about ice cream or let's talk about a joke, which is fine. No, it's look, they, they, it removes all stakes. In fact, still, even though people died and they better make some of these deaths stick, I think I only Loki's will, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, and I know the dusting, they'll, they'll have to re- reverse that. Somehow. They'll use the time stone or something. And get yeah, it which takes away all everything that's that could be good about this movie. Because imagine if you didn't know that Black Panther was coming out, that Spider-Man was coming out, that they were... Uh, but isn't that a problem with our society, knowing all the spoilers ahead of time and knowing what the game plan no, of that's, is? No, that's their hype machine. They have created that. They say, here's our release schedule. Right, but you don't have to look at that is what I'm saying. You could just go in there and enjoy the movie for what the movie is instead of going online and looking up their schedule. Yeah, but I mean, that's 
They've done that. They've done enough to hype their own movies, and they won't stop. And they won't stop. And that's the thing. This could have been a really dark ending. In fact, a lot of fans will be like, I can't believe they dared to do that. But, like, dare to do what? I mean, they made an event movie that will be reversed in the next movie, which is part two, which makes this half a puzzle piece. But, but they made things feel so hopeless, meaning, like, how are they ever possibly going to defeat this? And then they didn't. And I went, wow, that's actually kind of a good way to take a story. A middle story. Okay, sure. Because now it's not a question of... Here's the thing, Ken. Think about James Bond. You know James Bond is going to get out of the situation. Totally. The question is how. Yeah. Same with this one. I know the characters are going to come back, but I'm like, how are they going to do it? In a way that makes it, you know, believable again. And that's what I liked about it is it gave me that moment of like, well, how are they going to get out of this? Like in the middle of the movie, I'm like, how are they going to stop him when he's already got three Infinity Stones? Mm-hmm. And then he kept getting more and more and more. And I was like, I don't know how they're going to stop him. And the way they were battling him at the end, I love, instead of uh, heroes. This heroes sound, fighting heroes. This, this sounds weird. But instead of just heroes and a hero and a villain punching each other for hours on end, or uh, I'm sorry, but pushing each other through buildings for hours on end. Right. I like when people are able to teen, team up and use their different abilities. Maybe this is just the old Saturday morning cartoon kid in me. Okay. But when they're able to team up and use their individual abilities to defeat a villain. And this one, at the end, when they were trying to defeat Thanos, they were. They were all kind of combining See, and not letting him get on his feet again. I like that as well. It reminded me a lot of X-Men um, Apocalypse. Okay. Because they do the, kind of the same thing in the end. Yeah, the, yeah. The most recent X-Men. But for me, because, you know, Thanos could easily kill any of them. And I'm sorry, I don't feel like it it's fits in his character. Basically, he just threw things at people and, and no punch carried any weight. I didn't feel any punch in this movie. I felt... The Spider-Man with the super suit and Iron Man with the super suit and everyone getting punched like nothing actually mattered. Well, and, and I always have an issue when someone uses a power and then never uses it again. Yeah. And when he took the reality stone and turned Drax into puzzle pieces and Mantis into ribbon. Yes. And I was like, oh, are they dead? But then they got up. I wish. They got up and they were fine after. And I, and I thought the stakes would have been bigger, which, by the way, here's an Easter egg for you. Okay. I'm listening. When you're on the planet of the Collector, keep an eye out for none other than Tobias Funke from Arrested Development. Right. I didn't realize he was in the movie until in the end credits it says uh, characters used from Arrested Development were from and Fox like, Studios. What is that? Uh, what's that about? So I went and Googled it and apparently Tobias in like he's all painted in blue with his jeans is sitting in one of the uh, chambers in the Collector's collection. Right. So anyway, but then when they, once they left there, he never used that reality stone again to mess with people. Yeah. Like he never kind of dis- disassembled people again. And it wasn't permanent. Which honestly, the I think the glove more than anything becomes the MacGuffin at this point because anything could happen with it. Mm-hmm. And so nothing becomes important because, you know, you could literally snap your fingers and that's kind of the emphasis at this point. But that's what I liked about the final battle is that they were kept him so distracted that every time he tried to do something, like I think he really couldn't at that point even snap his fingers because they kept just berating him, not berating him. <laughs> barraging him, with him. Yeah. <laughs> you're stupid you're silly Thanos <laughs> you really purple face then I that I did laugh at some of the things that uh, Star-Lord said about which is exactly Thanos. what the internet says about how ugly this dude is yeah well I also liked I liked uh, Star-Lord and Iron Man kind of jockeying for position or Iron Man or Peter Quill and I'm, I'm mixing all their Thor, names, Thor and, jockeying yeah. for position because you know Star-Lord He's the, you know, the kingdom, he's, he's the captain of his kingdom in his own little kingdom. But as soon as you get around anyone else, they're going to realize, yeah, he's not all that. Right. And I think he realizes that. Except for everyone seemed on equal playing field as far as superpowers went. And that's kind of where it lost me. Like, I think the action is fun to watch, but I was like, it's a cartoon. Like none of it carries any weight. You're saying that, uh, when Thanos punches 
Star-Lord, it should affect him differently than when he punches Spider-Man. Absolutely. I would agree with or that. Or when Thanos punches, you know, breaks Captain America's neck. Like, make it count. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like, look, there's a problem when villains just like, in this is in, in like so many action movies when a villain could kill the hero and, and actually win out in the end. Mm-hmm. But he just, the villain usually throws someone. And then that's it. Like that becomes well, a plot device to throw someone and then the, the hero can be like, okay, dust myself off and get back up. No, the, the villain could end it at any point. And this, this movie is full of that. It is. But at the same time, like when he left Thor alive, at least at that point, instead of squishing his head, like he had, he could have, I was like, why wouldn't he do that? But then I realized he's not bloodthirsty. He's actually likes toying with people. Like well, at one point they're like, let him have his fun, which I like the doctor strange and, uh, Thanos henchman battle. I like that. Yeah, actually, were... the, the first battle scene, I was... Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was a fan of. Yeah. So, and I, th- I, th- I thought the fight sequences were good. I thought some of the comedy really was was funny, and I enjoyed it. Maybe not as the person behind us, who was, you oh know, very, gosh, very loud. I never heard a joke in their life. But that's the problem, Kent, is I feel like every time they laughed, it annoyed you, and then therefore you were annoyed at the movie. Well, people eat this with, like, this plastic spoon. Then I'm like, really? And, like, this, you know... If this is what you love, then then sure. Like anything that happens that's slightly referential towards another movie or whatever, you're going to devour. Like when Tony Stark tells uh, Peter Parker to not use any more pop culture references, I'm like, that's that this entire series. Let's be honest with you. But I also really like. Is that have you seen that really old, really old movie Aliens? Because I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I've heard it's, that. It's the same joke that's been used in the other in Civil War. The rabbit thing's the same joke that's been used in Guardians of the Galaxy. This is a lot of recycled stuff for me. But at the same time, it's the same people with the same experiences, and sure, they're going to make some. And of the it's same the jokes. same audience that that doesn't realize they're being spoon fed the same stuff. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if you're being spoon fed, if you enjoy what they're feeding you can't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just don't, as know. you know. Oh, I know. <laughs> but here's the thing. I really have to fault this movie because it's part one, right? Like I, mm. it doesn't stand on its own. Maybe if part two is great, I will raise this a half letter grade. Maybe, but it's, there's no story. Essentially the story is all Thanos and it is kind of delivered like last minute to make you sort of care for the character. And honestly, I wish he was the protagonist the entire movie. Because the movie's so... Thor? Thanos. Oh, Thanos. Because the movie is very tonally... Protagonist? Yeah, protagonist. I wish he was the main focus instead of halfway through going, hey, we're going to show a little bit about Thanos now. I'm like, no, no, no. Show him and how powerful he is <laughs> and like why he wants to do this. Except for like it, it, was, it felt shoehorned, but I'm glad the focus was there because he brought the movie up. Yeah, well, I, I feel like he was a good villain. And I feel like the heroes stood up to the challenge. I, I enjoyed, I think, the battle between them because I felt like he was so much more powerful than one or two of them that you need an entire cast of superheroes to go up against this guy. Yeah. Uh, and a giant uh, Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> Which is so weird. That was so bizarre. And by the way, once again, I think any war that takes place in Wakanda is total a total waste of money. Because that last fight scene, I thought was worthless. No, it was fun. It like, wasn't fun. There was there was, once again, and this happened in Justice League and in the other oh the first Avengers and in Age of Ultron. It's a faceless army of minions which you don't care about. There's no stakes. No one can really die in this scene. There's blue blood. It's just pointless. Just get us to the forest when they actually face off at Thanos. Because I thought that scene worked. Mm, that was good. But any the twenty minutes led up to. It, I'm like, I know you're trying to make this an action movie. This is all pointless, but it's still You're wasting my time. See, but I enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I, I'm OK with that. Every, I'm OK with the Zerg rush every now and then just being like, OK, let's get to the little guys before we battle the big guys. 
it just it's the progression for me. I like the okay. the middle boss before we get to the big boss. You know, it's just it feels comforting. It's that it's what you expect in video games. It's what you expect in movies. It's kind of a formula that works. Yeah, it's and like you said earlier in the show, this is a machine. This is a mechanical formula. But they're filling all these different pieces together. It's like a Rube Goldberg machine at this point where they have to be like, okay, we'll put the Guardians here, have them tip over to Thor's world here, have that spin down into the Earth Very, Avengers here. Yeah, exactly. Very convenient mousetrap. But that's what the, that's what they got to do at this point because they have so many movies they got through. Yeah. Anyway, I think we talked about this a lot. Yes, time. we did. And without Jacob. Jake, what'd you think? I liked it. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this bacon bit. We'll see you next time. Bacon sale. Sorry, Jake, you are my plus two.